the This Week in Music History podcast with Marty Miller from Nova.ie and Radio Nova. Monkey Nuts in 1967, the death of a drummer in 1992, and his final album begins recording in 1980, all this week in music history. But who and what are we bogging on about? Welcome to the podcast. Hello there, this is Marty Miller here, and every day on Nova we do a little bit called Today in Music History. And at the end of the week, we make a podcast. That's the week that was in music history, and that's what you're listening to now. Please subscribe. Please Please subscribe and tell your friends we need the numbers. All right, so we'll start in 1967 when a very, very young Monkees fan stowed away on the band's plane between shows, flying between Minneapolis and St. Louis. The girl's father threatened to bring charges against the Monkees for transporting a minor across state lines. Seems reminiscent of Beatlemania. Thousands of kids going crazy to get near them. I think they've all gone monkey nuts. This week back in 1975, Led Zepp frontman Robert Plant and his wife, Maureen, wasn't it? Both badly injured when the hire car he was travelling in spun off the road and crashed on the Greek island of Rhodes. Now, we always heard about this, or I always heard about this and thought, oh yeah, you had a car crash. It was actually really, really nasty. Here's Robert. And from there we went on to Greece and that's where I had the car wreck. Which kind of stopped things for a while. My foot came off and my arm went spinning round and round. But I got it bad. I couldn't walk or do anything for ages either. But yeah, it was it was bad, you know, it was terrible. But when you're faced with something as dramatic as that, you haven't got time to be scared. You've just got to switch the engine off quick so that the thing doesn't blow up, you know. I mean, you just got to do things and work. You can't imagine fear and pain. 1983, David Crosby was sentenced to five years in jail in Texas for cocaine and firearms offences. During his trial, what did David Crosby do? Sleep, for most of it. He came out of jail a clean man in the drug sense of the word. David Crosby, formerly of the group Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, turned himself into FBI agents and was arrested by West Palm Beach Police. He's been a fugitive since failing to appear for a Texas bond hearing in Dallas last month. Texas authorities were trying to revoke an appeal bond after Crosby was arrested on drug and weapons charges in California. This week back in 1992, Jeff Beccaro, the drummer from Toto, at just age 38, died. His death had been debated for years. Some say it was caused by an allergic reaction to garden pesticide, which would be very very spinal tap, while others say that Picaro's heart was simply weakened by smoking and cocaine use. Yep, that would do it to you, all right, wouldn't it? I stole that beat from listening to two records. One was Home at Last and Babylon Sisters, which is Bernard Purdy, Steely Dan Records. Another is the John Bonham on A Fool in the Rain, a Led Zeppelin tune. The Bernard Purdy thing is basically this. The John Bonham beat that I copied from Fool in the Rain. Putting those two beats together, I came up with my own little kind of hybrid. It 
It was this week back in 1981 in the States that Stevie Nicks released her first solo album called Belladonna. There was a lot of big songs on that, like Leather and Lace with Don Henley, Edge of Seventeen, and Stop Dragging My Heart Around, which she did with Tom Petty. Here's record producer Jimmy Iovine, who produced it, talking about that song. I said, if a woman sings an aggressive guy's lyric, that can't miss. You got Stevie Nicks singing, they make a meal of some bright-eyed kid, you need someone to look after you. A woman saying that to a man can't miss. Back in 1988, on this very week, Appetite for Destruction, Guns N' Roses' debut album went to number one on the US album charts. Spent 57 weeks on the chart and sold 5 million copies. Now... A billion years later in 2020, it sold around 30 million copies. In fact, the album is the best-selling debut album of all time in the United States. Huge, huge album. Loved it. Here's Duff McKagan talking about those early days. Stephen had this huge drum kit when I met him and Slash. Like, double bass drum, (laughs) shit ton of toms, way too many cymbals, all this stuff. And he would play all of it at once. You know, where's the beat? You know, mm-hmm. but he had a groove in there. He had this little engine. Eventually, when we, you know, Guns N' Roses became that the, those five guys, Izzy and I started taking his drums away, like <laughs> hiding them. So he he ended up with the single kick, uh, uh, kick drum, mm-hmm. snare, no rack toms, really one floor tom, hi hat, crash, a ride, and a cowbell. No. So from that huge drum kit down to this Ramones. Wow. This week back in 1980, after ending his five-year studio hiatus, John Lennon went back into one and started recording what would be, sadly, his final album, Double Fantasy. This was all in New York. It came out in November of 1980. He would be dead by December of 1980. And it was the newly formed Geffen Records who got the deal to release it. Actually, we recorded the album before we talked to Geffen. Right, exactly. We decided to make it first and then answer all the letters and inquiries that came. We eliminated the ones that said, can we hear it first? Okay, you can go to hell. Also, he wasn't a big company, so he weren't dealing with this anonymous grey suit with the president changing every two days. I mean, there was more presidents of Capital and EMI. <laughs> they were always waiting for the Beatles to die. They mm-hmm. died first every time. You know? <laughs> they always treated each record as the last record. And finally, this week in 2008, Elvis Presley's peacock suit sold at auction for 300 grand making it the most expensive piece of Elvis memorabilia ever sold at auction it even contained described as being adorned with gold lame and rhinestones the garment is also said to still contain remnants of the legend's perspiration it was worn during performances including one in Las Vegas about 40 years ago at some point in time the zipper was damaged and no longer works Nonetheless, the suit is rare and also significant in the history of the King's career. Elvis's sweat. You heard right. And that is a look at the week that was in music history, the week of August 3rd until August 7th. Thank you for checking out our podcast. We'll do one again for you next week, because that's how it works. This is Marty Miller for Radio Nova and Nova.ie.